listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. This is the Rainmaking Podcast, and my name is Scott Love. I'm your host, and thanks for joining me on the show today. So this is an interesting time. We're at an inflection point. People are going back to live meetings, but they're still holding them virtually. And that also means that you might find yourself invited to live, in-person, quote-unquote, networking events. What do you do? How do you avoid the fear of connecting with people who are strangers? And how do we also translate that into business opportunities? Well, we're going to answer those questions and more on our show today. Our topic is pitfalls and other traps to avoid when building business relationships. And our guest is Ivy Slater. Ivy Slater is an entrepreneur. She's an internationally best-selling author, a speaker, a podcast host, and also a professionally certified business coach. We're talking about how you can build business relationships, and she has some great ideas. I really think you're going to get a lot of good ideas and content out of our show today. As always, this show is sponsored by Leopard Solutions Legal Intelligence Suite of Products, Firmscape, and Leopard BI. Push ahead of the pack with the power of Leopard. Thanks for listening. I hope you get some great ideas from my interview with Ivy today. This is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on the Rainmaking Podcast. Our guest today is Ivy Slater, and we're talking about pitfalls and other traps to avoid when building business relationships. Ivy, thanks for joining me on the show today. Scott, it's great to be here. Now, this is interesting. We talked a little bit before about the show, prior to our recording, about someone that you knew, a professional that was starting to get out there and starting to do some networking and live events. And the good news is this is on everybody's mind now. And the bad news is uh, this is on everybody's mind. What do they do when they start going out there and start rebuilding those relationships? So kind of walk me through some of the key talking points on your mind about this particular topic. You know, well, I love that you're referencing. We are in a time of transition. We have a lot going on virtually still in in networking and relationship building. And we we are starting to go back to a lot of in-person events. Conferences are going live or hybrid. Right. You know, networking events are, you know, people getting back together for a morning breakfast, uh, cocktails at the end of the day. So, you know, people are like almost... I hate to say scared, but uncomfortable. Like they're mm-hmm. out of practice. Mm-hmm. You know, they're falling back to, well, no, I'll go to the next one. And if anything, the time is now to jump in and get back in person as as our comfort zone, of course, is a little bit uncomfortable because we're out of practice, but to really step in and start those touch points on a stronger basis again. Right. So what when we do that, we have this illusion of okay, do I have my business cards? I have to make sure. Do I even know where my business cards are for the last two and a half years? You know, all these these virtual things, our names are coming up. They had our information. Do I have that? And that becomes almost like our our comfort zone blanket. That's right. That's right. Because that's how we've always had that. Correct. And so we now are tied to like, okay, do we have our business cards to get back out there? And if we don't, let's say, oh, I'm not ready to go. And that's not true. Yeah, it's like I'll step on that treadmill on tomorrow. I'll do it later. I'll get to the next one. They're just putting it off. They're avoiding it because of the pain that it takes to actually go out there and meet people. Right. And to do something we're not in practice doing for a while, you know, because we've all been behind these screens. So it's time to actually break out and stop worrying about the business card per se. 
Right. And go back to truly getting to know people again and getting to know real people. Because in the sense, you know, you know, we both host podcasts and, you know, it's that no like, and we're both speakers and we, we do a lot of things, Scott. And it's, it's that no like and trust. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. I know that. I know that. We talked about it. But truly creating the no like and trust because people do business with people. We think we do business with companies. We right. think we do business with firms, with organizations. But even if you think about if you had a great customer service experience online, how likely you are to go back to that company and buy from them again. Right. Because we do business with people. And it's time to actually get to know people again and not just see their, their sell, other people on videos and screens, but create that real know, like, and touch. Truly get to know who the person is. What is their family like? What have they done in the last couple of years? What hobbies? Maybe they started something new. And make these notes and do it on their business card. You don't need to have yours. Actually ask somebody else for their contact information. And write down, you know, if somebody says, oh, hey, I was listening to Ivy Slater, and then you might follow me online, right? You're going to learn if this is over the summer that Ivy is a weekend gardener, right? It's something I enjoy doing. And then people have reached out and said, hey, do you have, I see you're growing tomatoes. Do you have this recipe for, you might like it. They took an interest. They got to know me. Yeah, that's right. And so one thing that I heard you say kind of in between the lines here, you talked about you do business, you're going to write a review, you're going to go back to that company and do business with them again. I think it's all about feeling safe. When we're doing business with people, especially somebody that's in the beginning is a stranger, we try to find those connections that get them to feel safe with us so that they say, yes, I want to buy from you. I want to do business with you. Let's say we're at an in-person meeting. We're coming back into those in-person meetings. How do you think we can make connections with people at these types of meetings so that they, they can feel safe with us? What do you think about that? I think coming equipped with some great opening questions. Mm-hmm. You know, come ready to ask questions. Be curious. You know, there's the expression that says, be more interested than interesting. Right. Right. So come with your curiosity to be interested. So, hey, you know, in the last couple of years, what have you done for your own networking? Is this the first live event you're coming out to? This Share if it's your first, tell them. Or I was excited yet I'm a little uncomfortable. So sharing how you felt helps put somebody else at ease. Interesting. That's vulnerable, isn't it? It's 100%. You know, my key word is if you're going to show up authentic, you have to show up willing to be vulnerable. Hmm. But don't you think that would negatively make us look bad to prospective clients as like we're flawed? There's something wrong with us. What do you think? No, I want to do business with real people. We don't want to do business with robots. We yeah, want to, and we also want to get a real connection. So if we're, if we're our authentic selves, when we show up as our, our authentic selves and people will gravitate to us, but if we're showing up in that autotom robotic way of everything is right and perfect and, and wow, they could and they have all those right answers and I don't want to be with them because I, they're just going to be waiting until me, I mess up. Yeah, right. You know, we feel less willing to put ourselves out there to people who are showing up so in that 
you know, I know this is audio only, but if you if you look at me, I'm like putting like little those quotation marks on <laughs> air that, quotes, that right. perfect right air quotes right. that perfectionist way. And it's like, they're like, oh, they have it all together. Like, you know what? I want to go talk to somebody who's real because I don't want to feel flawed. Yeah, right, right. Because we start putting that mirror back to ourselves and we find all our negatives versus our positives. But when somebody opens up to me and says, hey, you know, this is, and I'll say, this is my my first live or, and I was pretty excited, but it was a little nerve wracking. Like I'm out of practice. They're like, yeah, I know, you know, my first live one, I felt just that way. And then we have a conversation about it or like, oh, this is my first live one. I'm so glad you said that. Either way, whether it's somebody who's been getting out there or somebody who's their first one, it's an opening conversation to a real conversation versus a fluff conversation. That's great. I like that because it keeps it from small talk, even though we have to have small talk as we get to know people. That's the one reason I don't like to go to live events because it's going to be filled with small talk. So you've actually given me some great ideas that I can use to help me uh, get over myself and not wanting to go face to face. (laughs) be vulnerable. I like that. That's great. And it's that sense. It's coming from a place of be real, be who you are, be yourself. You know, if if you think about it as getting on, you know, we get on a roller coaster. We're so excited, but there's that other side of us. You know, we have, we have the people on both shoulders, you know, the devil and then the angel, you know, well, I'm so excited. I can't wait to do this. And my, (laughs) the other shoulder, it's like, are you out of your mind? I'm scared to death. And (laughs) and that's what's being our real selves in showing up at a hundred percent. It's acknowledging both sides and still be willing to go forward. Right. Tell me about a time where you met somebody at a function and they became a client of yours. Give me an example of that. God, there's been a, a good a good number of them, thank goodness. I'm going to tell you, I was at a function years ago and I met this woman and then I met her again at another and I'm like, oh my God, it's great to see you again. And then we got to talking. We realized we lived about 10 blocks apart in New York City. It's like, we have to meet for coffee one morning before work. Oh, absolutely. That would be great. So we go to, you know, the morning breakfast coffee place, you know, that's between our two apartments. And we start with, it opens up with common ground. We both love the theater. Right, right. Opens up with common ground. We start having a real conversation. You know, oh my God, what have you seen? Oh yeah, she belonged to this, you know, group that, you know, she buys packages. And I was like, oh, that sounds so interesting. What are they having this year? Do you think they're still available? And let me introduce you to my contact. You know, I'm a person who loves musicals, right? So we're going on and on, right? And then all of a sudden, okay, we, we cover that topic. And she goes, you know, I really want, let's talk business for a second. I was like, great. And I said, you know, and I asked her about her firm and she looks at me and she goes, she literally takes out her Amex slides it across the table. And I'm like, and I have this like, okay, is she picking up coffee (laughs) moment? And she goes, I've been, you know, we met several times. I've been following you. I've been watching you, but I really wanted to get to know you before I said, yes, I want to work with you. Tell me what that would look like. Interesting. And, you know, first I had to, you know, take one of my hands and close my mouth, you know, because I was like, okay, let's transition. And I said, you know, and I just looked at her, I said, what is driving you? And she goes, well, I love this, this and that. And I'm really ready to expand my firm in the next few years. And, you know, one thing I know is I've been doing everything I've been doing. 
And the greatest form of learning is, okay, let's learn something new to expand versus just keep doing the same things because we're getting the same results, right? right? And I'm not going to use that word that that's the definition of because I don't like that word, but if anybody's (laughs) following here, you got it. So she said, you know, I want to start blowing things up a little bit. I want to look at things freshly. I really want to really start, I'm ready to start scaling this. Can you help me do that? And what would that look like? And I'm like, okay. So, you know, we started looking at her vision for, you know, the company and what she's accomplished so far, what has worked for her. And then we just created, literally created a scope of what we were going to cover in the next six to 12 months, what the goals and tangible outcomes would be. And then she's like, here's my credit card, send me over a contract. That's great. But she just wanted to get to know you. It was important. She acknowledged and she has said it. And by the way, years later, we are still working together. She said it, it was important to her to know that this work was going to get feel intimate because she was going to have to do the uncomfortable. Yeah. And she needed to make sure she was with somebody that wasn't just, you know, the outside shell, but the inside of that as well. You know, so she's like, I looked at your website. I got all the social media. I listened to a few episodes of your podcast. Like I got the the brand. Now I want you to know the person I was going to be working with. I love that. That's great. What a great lesson, Ivy, that for those of us in business, we know that we're working with people. The work is going to be uncomfortable. They need to know not just who we are with the outside brand, but also the inside person. Is that what you're saying? That's a hundred percent. And that goes back to that idea of, are we showing up as our authentic selves? Even when we're, you know, it starts every time we show up, if it's a virtual networking, if it's a live networking, are we willing to play real, play a hundred percent? And when you're willing to play a hundred percent, you have to play your inside and outside game, right? You have to show up professional. You have to show up on your brand, Right. I'm there, you know, if it's a virtual thing, I have my notebook because I want to be looking at people. So I don't want to be taking notes on my screen, right? But I want to be keeping notes and I'm keeping notes saying that, you know, a guy in my networking group, the first time we met, something came up and about green juice. And he goes, yeah, I make, he goes, I love to cook. I said, oh, I love to cook too. Like, like, but he goes, I have to tell you. And I said, what, what is something? And the little subgroup, you know, our breakout group started on this conversation. And by the way, I was the only woman in the group, right? And he's like, well, I have green juices. I said, so do I. And then this other guy comes in. He goes, oh my God, that's how I start my day. Espresso and green juice. I said, espresso and green juice. <laughs> and we, but we, we all, and now it's, the continued conversation as the networking goes on, right? Right? Because we're all involved in this organization. We know each other professionally. I will recommend both of these people because I truly know what their company stand, you know, where they stand for business-wise, but I also know who they are and what they stand for personally. So I know any person I recommend to them, I can trust in their hands that they're good people. They're not just willing to make a buck. They really stand for their clients. Right. And that that matters when you're truly getting to know people. It's not just going out there shopping for clients, but it's putting your brand out there, your name out there, your authentic self out there to actually then expand your network and help others expand their network. And I'm always referring people. I'm always thinking of others and people and vice versa to a strong group of people. 
And that's how we build. So let me ask you this. What's the balance? And I loved everything that you said, and I agree with that. And I think it's almost ironic that if we want to grow sales, we really need to grow those relationships in a way that's not selfish nor self-serving. How do we transition to that? Is there any way that you think, because we're, we're in business, we've got to get new clients, we've got to get new accounts. Should we feel a disconnect with trying to connect with people personally, showing vulnerability and asking for the sale? What do you think about that? So when you get to know real people, you could then ask real questions. That's great. Okay. And this is, you know, from the bottom of my heart, truth. So I will say in my networking group on Wednesday, right? I will say, they're like, hey, Ivy, do you have an ask? And I was like, I'm looking for like three great introductions. I'm looking to land two clients of this caliber by this time, in this time frame. And they're like, oh, great. Can you give us a little more? Because these are people who really know me. Right. So I could make that ask and they will really look out for me. In the same way, I, I met with somebody the other day and we, you know, opened up with, you know, talking about our lives and the mutual people we each know when it goes back to family and intertwined friends and this, that, and the other thing. And he's a top tier executive. And then we got into business and then he looked at me at the end and I said, Hey, I know you have another appointment. Let's, you know, I want, let's get this wrapped. And he looked at me and he goes, can you send me a write-up on this? Because I'm thinking of a couple of people that would really, really benefit from an introduction. But we started with really getting to know each other before we went, and then we went into business. And then when you, when you actually have that true relationship, real, authentic connection, and you know somebody you can damn well say, hey, I'm looking to, uh, my company is ready for two to three new clients in the next 90 days. Yeah, that's great. You know, one thing that I realized during COVID, and I'll never forget this because it was nice, the advantage, and there are a lot of bad things, obviously, that happened with COVID, uh, some real tragedies, of course. But I think getting to know people virtually over Zoom was a positive. It speeds things up. It's easy. Even when firms and companies interview people, now they just get people to find the same time slot. They don't need to get them in the same room. But I had an insightful event that happened. I was talking to this very successful rainmaker of a big, big law firm, because as you know, I recruit those people. And the things we talk about are very personal, about their motivations to move, their satisfaction with their firm, compensation, even things like that. And I've been doing this since 95. So for me, those are normal things. It's like the doctor that does surgery you know, every day. It's just, I don't want to say it's another day at the office, but he's talking about his dry cleaning to the nurse standing next to him before he goes in for surgery because that's what he does. It's his profession. And sometimes I forget that I'm talking with people about very personal, important things with them. And I'll never forget a rainmaker I was talking to As I was talking more on the business things, he said, well, listen, hold on a second. I want to get to know you. Tell me about you. And this is a very successful rainmaker. And what I've learned as I thought about that, the more successful people have been in the past, the more they want to have that personal connection, the more they want to get to know you. And so what do you think as we kind of bring this to a close here, what would be three action steps people can take so that they can build these type of connections? They can, they can really build these authentic business relationships. What would be three action steps you'd recommend people take, Ivy? Number one, show up and be willing to be vulnerable. Yeah. And show up with questions of curiosity that is not always about business. What, what are some examples of that? Can we kind of talk about that for a second? Questions of curiosity. Oh, ab- absolutely. Questions of curiosity. You know... As you were home during COVID, did you have any hobbies? What did you do to keep busy? Yeah, right? Great. 
Yeah. I mean, I've gotten ended up with conversations around games, you know, Monopoly deal, Rummy Cube, this, like, what, <laughs> what, what, right? What, what did you do? Your favorite thing you ended up watching, right? What, ser- what little mini series, series, right? What did you get addicted to? What did you watch, right? What hobby did you start? Somebody told me they started doing this thing online or I, I'm cooking, bake it, doesn't matter. You know, I know somebody who started baking hollas, okay, wow. as a hobby and, and, and it's now like expanded this, you know, nationwide of doing videos and these group Zoom things. Like I, and it, I said, oh, you built a business out of it. She goes, I'm having so much fun, you know? So get to know, right? What did you do? Why we were all kind of quarantined, right? Yeah, that's great. I like that. Show up, be willing to be vulnerable and show up with questions or curiosity. What's the second step people can take? Follow through. So, you know, you don't get to know somebody in one conversation. Hmm. So a number one side note on that. So this is like kind of two point two point a two a got it. <laughs> um, have a system to keep things straight, right? If it's a CRM system, you know, back in the day it was index cards for me, right? Or back of back of business cards, and then I used to put it onto index cards. You know, when I was in my printing company, you know, now it's a CRM system. If somebody is a gardener, if somebody is a baker, if somebody is right, it, whatever it is, they recommended this book, this series. Keep notes. Keep good notes. Have a place that you know where you keep notes. Don't just put it in a notebook and keep filing those notebooks onto your shelves. Right. Right. So you could resource things when you talk to people. That's great. And lastly, follow up, schedule more conversations. Because if you're truly getting to know somebody, it doesn't happen in a single shot. And what are examples of that? How should we reach out to people? And what are other ideas you have in that regard? Okay. So I'm a calendar addict. So that means that if Scott told me that you were heading to doing a cross-country trip over the summer of 2022, right? I might put in my calendar sometime in August to say, shoot you an email saying, hey, where are you now? How's the trip going? Love to, when you get back, schedule some time on your calendar to hear your highlights. Right. And then I would make another note to do that in September. So I'm good, but I'm not great. Right. As my memory holds good amount, I'm not perfect. So stop trying to be perfect. I put things in my calendars. I put reminders like my friend this or my colleague this is an avid gardener. And, you know, so I should probably ask her at some point in July, think of you, send me over a picture of your favorite part of the garden right now. That's great. That's great. That's thoughtful. It's personal about it's thoughtful, it's personal. And then that's the follow up, follow through. People think, oh, follow up. Yeah, yeah, I have to call them. I have to call them. But it's follow up and follow through. Ivy, this is great. You've got great substantive ideas. I love it. I'm a fan. Tell us about your offerings. What would you like for people that are listening to know about you? How can you help them in terms of the other resources and opportunities that you have for them? So I'm a speaker. I'm a consultant coach. I truly help companies scale and grow. I reference from the bar to the boardroom. If you go onto my website at Slater Success, you could download a free chapter, take a look at it or order it from there. You could also, you know, see all of our resources from her success story podcast, my LinkedIn live show. If you want help in scaling your organization, your team, 
there's a contact information. So everything you need is at slatersuccess.com. That's great. And Ivy, we're going to put that and also your LinkedIn profile link on the show notes. So anybody that's listening right now, you can just go to the resources on the show notes page, click on that and connect with Ivy directly. Ivy, thanks so much for being on the show. I'm definitely going to have you back in the future. You're a great guest. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thanks for having me, Scott. It's been fun. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.